56% of college students are women, and 48% of employees in the workplace are women, which is awesome. Ladies, this is proof that we are smart and working hard. But you know what's not so awesome? Only 29% of VPs and just 22% of C-suite executives are women. In male-dominated industries such as STEM, these numbers are even more startling. As these numbers state, women aren't lacking the knowledge, education, or ability to be leaders in the workplace. What many women are lacking is the competence to take on risk. Most of us have heard this one before. Men will apply for jobs they are 60% qualified for, yet women will only apply for jobs they are 100% qualified for. This type of stat also applies to women at their job, not willing to take on that new, unknown project. What she's lacking is the belief that her skills and abilities are not only quote-unquote okay, but are powerful and needed in the workplace. The Confidence Workshop is created to help women dig deep into their mindset and get to the root of this problem. If this conversation gets you as fired up as it gets me, we are now taking applications for this workshop for the ladies of STEM corporations. Please head to our website at nextlevelconfident.com to learn more about the Confidence Workshop. What's up? You are now listening to the Next Level Confident podcast with Janelle and A. If you are ready to challenge your previous ways of thinking and take action on the bold, purpose-driven life you were created for, you'll want to keep listening. On the show, we will vulnerably discuss finding your purpose in life, strengthening your mindset, building quality relationships, and prioritizing your health. I hope you're as excited as I am. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Next Level Confident Podcast. Today, I have a powerful woman named Hillary Duggan. She's an independent consultant and executive national vice president with Arbonne. She's married to her high school sweetheart, and she's a mom to two boys. Hillary, thanks for being on the show. How are you today? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. You guys, you can connect with Hillary on Instagram. Her Instagram is at Hillary Duggan, H-I-L-L-A-R-Y, Duggan, D-U-G-G-I-N. So you definitely want to check her out. She's got really pretty pictures and all this fun content. I love following her because her energy is just so great. And you guys are about to experience that right now. So let's just dive right in. Hillary, will you tell us what are your top three tips for women to be successful in their career? Yes. Okay. So um, this is something that I love sharing with people as a busy mom. Um, I absolutely have just, I've had so much growth to do in terms of like building myself and my self-development and getting to a place where I can actually build a business alongside being a mom and having a busy life. And so sharing tips with other women and other moms on how to build businesses successfully is seriously my jam. It's my favorite thing that I do. Um, but I would say my top three tips are number one, to just get really clear on your vision. 
remembering why you started, remembering, you know, where you're headed and work on your vision daily, whether that's like journaling or visualizing, saying affirmations, but getting clear on your vision. Um, also getting clear on your game plan. That's my second tip. So your game plan, meaning your strategy, whatever type of business you're building, maybe you're building, um, you know, a network marketing business, or maybe you're building um, like a traditional brick and mortar business, or maybe you're in a career that you're just trying to be successful in, or maybe you're a blogger or an influencer trying to build your brand, whatever it is, get clear on your game plan and your strategy. So, you know, make your list, make your, um, make your long-term plan, not just for, you know, today and you wake up and you're stumbling upon like, okay, what do I start with? What do I do? But making your strategy, um, your long-term strategy, your, you know, 30 day strategy, 90 day strategy, what can you do today? to move your business forward. And then the last thing is just getting clear on your schedule. So um, for me as a mom, I have to manage my time very well and be disciplined with my time. So the time that I do have to work my business um, while I'm home with the boys and um, you know maybe while the, while the baby's napping, like I get clear on my schedule. And so the night before every single day, I've made it a habit. I write my top six non-negotiables for the next day. And I make sure that I do the hardest ones first because typically if you start with the easier ones for me at least I will tend to like never get to the harder ones because then I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm tired by the end of the day so um just writing out your top six non-negotiables and getting super clear on your schedule ahead of time will make it so that you can you know just be more productive in the time that you do have to work your business I love that okay so your top six does that mean those are six work tasks or does that include personal tasks like workout or you know what I mean like things that would make your life more complete such a good question so um, I do top six non-negotiables for just my daily life so for me personally if I get a workout in that day like I absolutely am going to be fueled in a different way than I would if I didn't work out and um, if I even if I have on there if I've been lazy and forgetting I'll put on there like do my green shot in the morning and make sure that I'm like fueling my body with with nutrition that's gonna that's gonna make me my best self and have the most energy so um, I will definitely write down like okay one of my non-negotiables is like I am taking Paxton on a lunch date. And then um, another one could be, you know, I'm returning calls to my clients that are placing orders or, you know, whatever it might be, just whatever I can do to like move my business forward. And a lot of times moving your business forward is also taking care of yourself and being the best version of yourself too. Mm, that's so true. Yeah. Whether you're an entrepreneur or a businesswoman, um, no matter what, we can't do anything if we're not full, right? If we're not taking care of ourselves and coming from an overflowing cup. So I love that on your, your six non-negotiables, it's not just work tasks. It's also self-care tasks because you need both right every day to be successful. And then another thing I really love that you talked about is having a 30 day strategy and a 90 day strategy. So how do you create that? I think like everyone knows that in theory, like, like, Oh, of course I should have a 30 day plan or 90 day plan. But then sometimes it's really overwhelming to even think like that. How do you do that? So I feel like in typically in business and even just in, um, you know, like social selling, like maybe you're a blogger or an influencer, um, business tends to run in 90 day cycles. I've, I've learned that I've read that in different books. And so I try to always make sure that my 90 day strategy is just basically like my vision for where I want to be in the next 90 days. And, um, how I typically do that is I do goal setting and I also do goal slicing. So, um, what I teach my team in, in my company is, 
we do goal slicing where basically you look at where do you want to be in 90 days or, you know, you can also do it more specific to the next 30 days, but where do you want to be in 90 days? Whether that's like in, you know, personal sales or whether that's just like where you want to be towards your next promotion in your career. Um, but you look at where you want to be and then you slice that down by, you know, in, in chunks. So whether that's like, okay, so this month I want to be here this month, I want to be here. Um, so for me, practically like, my business runs based on sales. And so I look at like my sales volume that I want to hit, um, in the next 90 days. And then I'll, I'll chop that up. Like, okay, so, um, if you know, in the next 90 days, I want to promote to this next level, or I want to achieve this incentive trip that my company launched, um, you know, in order to get here by 90 days, then each month I need to hit my target of hitting, you know, this sales volume goal and this sales volume goal. And so from there, then you break it down into like daily action. So I always teach my team like, okay, so what do you need to do in order to get to that next goal slice? And, um, you know, in my, in my company, it's, like I said, all based on sales. And so it is for me like, okay, if I, if I'm falling behind on my sales goal, or if I'm, you know, not where I want to be or not where I need to be right now, then I can either raise my activity or I can shrink my goal. And mm -hmm. usually I'm like, okay, I'm not going to shrink my goals. So I just need to raise my activity, which means getting on the phone with more people, you know, getting in front of new people to share our products and our business. And, you know, this can go for, for any type of, of, um, of business, or if you're an entrepreneur or a businesswoman, like it can go just based on like, where do you want to be in 90 days? Having that clear vision, breaking that up into, you know, month to month goals, and then looking at your day-to-day -day action plans. And if you get through a week and you're like, wow, I did not get as much done as I needed to, then, okay, maybe you need to carve out more time to devote to your business. And, you know, you can always up-level your activity in order to, to meet those goals. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. I love how you're talking about creating, like, for example, a financial plan, like what you, where you want to be. And then you have to look at the action steps. And like, I always, because I was a personal trainer for so long, I always think in, in terms of like fitness, but it's the same thing. It's like, you can say you want to lose, you know, 15 pounds or 20 pounds or whatever it is that you're wanting to lose. And you can want that number really bad, right? Like you can keep saying, I want to lose 15 pounds. I want to lose 15 pounds. Or if you're in business, I want to hit, you know, this much in my sales. I want to hit this much in my sales. But if you're not looking at your daily action steps, then you're not going to get there, right? You're not going to get there because just talking about a certain number, it's good, you know, it's good to have the goal, right? And the, and the date. So 15 pounds, three months, right? There's the goal. We got, we got the, the goal. We got the time. We got all, all the things are right but now we need to know the habits. So I love that you're breaking that down like that. And, um, and, and there's a correlation, right? Between the actions that we take and, and the results and, um, the actions are usually just the part that suck to do a little bit more. <laughs> I don't know. It's more fun yeah. to talk about That's like hitting the goal, but it's like way less. <laughs> <laughs> the action steps are usually like a little more like, Dang it. I don't want to do that. <laughs> right. Uncomfortable. And that's where, you know, if you're really clear on your why and your vision and you know exactly why you're doing something and where you're headed, like you'll find a way, right? Like, I feel mm -hmm. like even as women, like we're so resourceful, we're so gritty, we're so powerful. And so if you really want something, like you'll find a way, but if you don't want it bad enough, you'll find an excuse, right? Yeah. You'll find a reason not to. Yes. And I think also that's why 
like you said, for your number one thing, it's like getting your mindset right because fear is going to keep rearing its ugly head in your face every single day because we usually don't do the thing we want to do the most because we're so afraid. Like, who am I to do this? I'm not worthy enough. I'm not whatever. Like, no one's going to buy this even if I do make the phone calls or um, whatever. Like, the belief is so important. So I'm really glad you touched on that. Um, one thing I asked you before we started this call and I really loved your answer. So I'm going to ask you again for everyone to hear, um, what is the number one thing you would want someone walking away from this podcast thinking about? I always, um, anytime I'm sharing and, you know, mentoring other women in business or, um, just chatting with other women about life. Like if I'm in daily conversations with people, um, I always want people to walk away feeling empowered that, if they can have just this abundant mindset and a heart of gratitude and knowing that like, if you're in a place of gratitude and you're in a place of abundant thinking and you know, you're speaking affirmations of like how powerful you are and like, I am worthy and you know, I am deserving of success and I'm committed to putting in the work to making my dreams happen. You're speaking those things out loud and you have abundant mindset. You know that there's more out there that like you can, attain to be successful. And because you're so grateful for the things you have, you're going to attract more things into your life for which to be grateful for. And so all that to say, like what I want people to walk away with is knowing that like you are capable of more than you believe. Mm -hmm. And if you have a strong enough vision of where you're headed and you put in that daily work to work on your self-development and you know, grow personally through listening to podcasts like these, or, you know, reading personal growth and development books and having abundant mindset, as opposed to scarcity thinking, where you feel like there's not enough, there's not enough time, there's not enough money, there's not enough resources. My market is saturated, whatever it is that you have limiting beliefs about. Like, I just want you to know that there's so much out there. And if you work on yourself and you just continue to work on your vision and your personal development and your discipline, like you can achieve whatever it is that you want in this life. And it's up to you to make that happen. It's up to you to rewrite stories in your head that have been holding you back and, you know, get rid of limiting beliefs in your head that are telling you, you can't do it, or you're not good enough, or there's no way you're going to be successful and rewriting those stories and rewriting those things that have been holding you back. And sometimes it's been holding you back like for your whole life or stories that have been ingrained in your head since childhood. And so it takes a lot to rewrite that. But for me, it's like those quick moments where you find that thought coming into your head and then immediately rewriting it and speaking an affirmation or positive, um, you know, having a positive attitude instead. So that's what I want people to walk away from through this podcast. So good. So good. I love that. Okay. So what's an example of a limiting belief that you grew up thinking or maybe I don't know, something that's been ingrained in you that you've really had to work through in order to get to where you are today. Yeah. So uh, this is kind of funny, but I feel like the biggest thing when I actually started my business with Arbonne, uh, prior to Arbonne, I was an elementary school teacher. So I taught fourth and fifth grade. And um, even prior to that, you know, like when I was in college and going through my credential program to be a teacher and in high school and, you know, all growing up, like there were so many parts about like my I don't know, like personality, I guess that like, I always felt like I was never going to like achieve anything massive because there was just so many limits that I felt like I had. Like I was super forgetful. I still am sometimes, but you know, super forgetful or just like clumsy or just, you know, like I would forget to like do my 
the, like forget to turn in the, the assignment that was due at midnight and like just little things like that. And I remember like, I used to say all the time, I could literally never work from home because I would never be able to like be disciplined enough to mm. make anything happen. And I've always been a super social person. I am like definitely an Enneagram type seven and <laughs> like FOMO is real. I just want to like be hanging out with people and doing all these things. And I felt like I lacked discipline. I lacked, um, I don't know, just like the, the ability to keep myself like focused and, um, follow through on things. And, and that was just a limiting belief that I feel like I grew up with and I would make jokes about it all the time. And, you know, I would speak out loud how forgetful I was all the time. And, um, my husband and I always would joke, like if I would do something, he'd be like, Oh, classic Hilly. And like, I'm like, I know. And like, it was just, you know, that was just definitely a limiting belief that I had. And and I remember when I started my business with Arbonne, I felt like there's no way I can build a business. Like there's no way I can work from home and there's no way people are going to want to follow me. And there's no way that people are going to want to actually join my team and be mentored and coached by me. Like I know mm -hmm. that I, you know, am good with people and I, I love loving on other people and um, being social and the relationship piece has always come really natural to me, but like all of the structure pieces and all of the like remembering to to do things at a certain time or remembering to follow up with people or whatever, like that was a huge limiting belief for me. Um, and I think that once I realized that what you think about, you bring about and what you focus on grows. I remember reading that in multiple books, hearing it on podcasts, what you focus on grows. So all the times that I was like, oh my gosh, like no one's going to want to follow me. Like I totally forgot to call this person back. She's not going to want to meet with me. Like just whatever, all those things that I was telling myself, um, you know, when you're focusing on those things, it's going to grow and it's going to, that's going to be what is like, you know, filling up your brain. And that's going to make it so that when you are sharing your opportunity or when you are trying to get, you know, clients or, um, reach a new, you know, network of people with your product or whatever, um, it's going to affect your energy because you're not going to believe in yourself. And so I think the practical ways that I did that was I would write out affirmations every single day. I would do a miracle morning routine where I would like wake up and I would do some reading. I would like do some stretching and I would drink water and um, even do a little bit of exercise just like right there in my room, like whether it was like jumping jacks or some like jump squats, just like get my energy <laughs> flowing, do a little yoga flow. Um, but I would do all these steps and I would write out my, my affirmations. Um, I also have a goal card that I speak out loud daily. And that is something that like, I don't know, once you have those thoughts, you just, you switch it and you get faster and faster at squashing those limiting beliefs. And, um, and then also too, when you believe in yourself, you'll start to actually do things that will start to prove yourself wrong. Like I would start to do things. And I'm like, wow, I I followed through like a boss just now. Like I actually, like I remembered to do all the things that I said I was going to do. I showed up on time, like all these things and you'll start to prove yourself wrong. And, and then you focus on those things. You focus on the positive and then that continues to grow. What you focus on will grow. Wow. That's so cool. I love that. And even as you're saying that, like I, as you're sharing your story, I'm seeing different limiting beliefs that I even have to this day. Like I, what's so crazy is like, I talk about limiting beliefs all the time. And like my free resource on my website that I give away is the number one way to build your confidence muscle, which is working through your limiting beliefs and saying the truth, right? Yet what's crazy is that like you can overcome some limiting beliefs. And then, you know, this is the way I think about it. It's like 
for every new level, there's a new devil. Have you heard that quote before? It's like you reach this new place and then there's like a new version of, you know, the devil or, um, you know, your limiting beliefs that pop up. And so it's crazy how you can do work over your, about your limiting beliefs and feel like you're like, okay, I got a handle on that. And then like a week later be like, oh, dang it. There's new limiting beliefs that are like surfacing now. And now I need to work through those. And like, I love what you're saying about the affirmations and the goal card. So like, are the affirmations that you say, do you primarily focus on ones that feel untrue? Like I am organized or I am timely. Like, do you try to say specifically the ones that aren't, that don't feel true naturally or? So I actually heard, um, in a podcast one time, or no, actually it was an audiobook that I was listening to. I believe it was in the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Um, but he was saying that with affirmations, it's great to say, you know, all the things that you feel like you're not good at. Like I am, you know, I am on time, like before this podcast, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna be like I am on time and punctual. Like you can say those things. Um, but oftentimes your, your brain is so smart. So when you're saying things, out loud, you're like, you know, trying your best to just like pretend like they're true right now, right? Because you're <laughs> wanting them to be true. Um, but when you say things out loud, oftentimes your brain can actually be like, that's not true. Like it, it actually just, it won't even let you think that because it's just, it's like, that's not true. Or for example, like I am a millionaire. Like, okay. My brain's going to be like, no, you're not like, you're not a millionaire. Yes. Okay. So what I've actually found to be super helpful in my affirmations is instead of saying like, I am, you know, a millionaire or like in my business, when I was p- pushing to promote to the top level of the company, you know, and I would say, I, I instead of saying I am an executive national vice president, because I wasn't, I would say I'm committed to putting in the work every day to becoming a national vice president mm-hmm. and that committed to and putting in the work. And so whether that's like, instead of saying like, I have, you know, a hundred thousand dollars saved in the bank, instead of saying that you say, I am committed to putting in the work to, you know, work hard and save the money to have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. And so it switches your mindset from like this place of like, okay, I am, but then your brain's like, no, you're not. And you're like, yes, I am. (laughs) Instead of feeling that your brain's like ready to freaking go. Like your brain is ready to work on it. And and remembers like its job. Like you remember what you're supposed to be doing in order to make that a reality and make that affirmation true. So that's what I do. That's what I teach my team. Um, you know, I love affirmations. They're the best. I think that's <laughs> incredible. I, I, I'm laughing so hard because I relate and I, and I'm learning so much, even just hearing you say that, because I definitely tried the affirmations of affirming things. Like I am a millionaire. Like that's why I laughed. Cause like I read the Jen Sincero, you are a badass at making money, uh, mm-hmm. four times on audible last year. Like I've been working on my money mindset, like crazy. And so I've tried to do a lot of those affirmations where, yeah, you're like, I am a millionaire, but like in your mind, you're just like, L O L like you are not. (laughs) (laughs) And so I like the part where it's like, I am committed to, and, and, um, that's, it's like really empowering. And you're like, and I think you start to, you'll start to believe, Oh, that's possible for me. But you're also not like having this weird push pull, like, lie with your like no 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 you're definitely you not delusional. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am delusional <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so good I love it hello just in case you were starting to hit your mid-podcast lull 
we're going to take a quick break from the regularly scheduled events to boost your energy and have a little extra fun around here. I'm going to ask today's guest rapid fire questions, and then we'll pop back into the conversation right where we left off. Here we go. Okay, so here is where we go into our rapid fire questions power hour. You just answer whatever comes to mind first. Are you ready, Hillary? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, what is the best advice you ever received? Just start, start before you're ready. Start before you're ready. (laughs) Yes, so good. Okay, your favorite beverage? Ooh, red wine. (laughs) Nice, what kind? Um, I feel like a good, like spicy cab, but I also feel like I'm obligated to say my best, my favorite beverage, non-alcoholic is fizz because that's the energy <laughs> supplement that I sell and am obsessed with. <laughs> Arbon fizz. Awesome. I love it. Okay. I have a blank at my desk at all times. Ooh, a fizz, honestly, <laughs> a glass of ice cold fizz. <laughs> so what is fizz exactly? It's like. Okay. So it's, um, it's like B vitamins, um, energy supplement. It's like a clean energy drink basically. So it's a powder. You put it in your water, it fizzes up. It's, it's delicious. But I feel like anytime it's one of those things like, okay, I need to sit down at my desk and work. It's like, I need to make a fizz first. Like I, it's like yeah. I have to do it. Yes. <laughs> I need my fizz. <laughs> okay. A strange or potentially bad habit that most people don't know that you have. Ooh or potentially bad habit um I feel like my worst habit and I'm working on it (laughs) is I like will leave my clothes on the floor from just like I'll change and then like my clothes on the floor or I'll be in the kitchen and I'll open up all the cabinets to get everything I need and then everything's open and I'll (laughs) like walk down the stairs and I leave the little gate open so my one-year-old could be like halfway up the stairs like just those little habits that I'm like, why can't I like nail this down right now? My husband's always like, seriously, like just look at the close it. (laughs) Every single cabinet that you just open. And I'm like, I don't even like realize. And I don't know how to like work on realizing and remembering. So yeah. Well, you know, they say the first step is just like acknowledging it, which is what you're doing. And I always love this question because we all have bad habits. We really all do. And like, it's like, I always want to, the reason I actually love that question is because I think it's really easy when people are listening to a podcast to be like, oh my gosh, this person's so inspiring. They have everything together. They're perfect. And they don't realize like every single human, we all have weird quirks and weird habits and weird things we're working on. So I appreciate you sharing that vulnerability. Okay. What's a book or a podcast that you're reading or listening to right now? Okay, so one of my favorite books um, that I am reading right now, it's called Girl on Fire. Um, It is so good. It has lots of space in there to like actually make notes of things and really good actionable steps working towards, you know, whatever it is that you want to get to in life. And um, the cover is like hot pink and red and it's the cutest thing ever. So um, Girl on Fire, love it. Amazing. Can't wait to check it out. Okay. Favorite personality test, if any. I love the Enneagram. I basically only ask that just in case 
we don't get to talk about the Enneagram during the podcast. <laughs> so we can ask, <laughs> so I can be like, what's your Enneagram? And then every once in a while people don't know what the Enneagram is. And then things get awkward because then I can't ask them. And anyway, luckily we talk about your Enneagram in the podcast. So thank oh, God for God. that. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine having to get through this whole podcast and not know no. that you're a seven and I'm an eight and like, I don't know. I, it just would be such an awkward conversation. <laughs> Uh, okay will you ever move from where you currently live we just bought a house we built a house um here in san diego and i am obsessed like we just moved in a little less than a month ago and it's new construction so we got to literally pick every single thing every tile every you know fixture and we love it and i know that like in five or ten years like i'm gonna want to like grow my vision even more and, you know, have a, not even necessarily a bigger house, just maybe like a, an area that like is better. I, I love, I would love to live by the beach, you know, just things like that. So I feel like we will move. Um, right now I am just like so happy with where we are, but I could see us in, you know, five to 10 years kind of upgrading a little bit. What about like outside of San Diego? Will you be in San Diego forever or will you ever move from San Diego? We will be in San Diego forever unless all five of my siblings move and all of four of my husband's siblings move and our parents, then we will <laughs> maybe think about it. But like, we just can't leave our family. There's no way. Um, yeah, we're all rooted here in San Diego. So I just don't see there ever being a way. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Well, San Diego is the best place on earth. So it's like, there's really no reason to ever move, you know, like there just isn't. But like when I am interviewing people who live like, I don't know, in like Minnesota or something, it's like the opportunity for them to share that they want to move to San Diego. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, okay. Last question is what is your best moment as a businesswoman, Hillary? Hmm. Okay. So, man, there's so many. We, my company does tons of amazing recognition where, um, you know, we get to go on incentive trips. If we earn them, we get to be awarded on stage and like, wear like ball, not, not ball gowns, but just like really fancy, like awesome dresses. But I feel like my, my best memory was this past January. So in 2020, very beginning of 2020, um, I had earned my first, um, basically trip to Maui for the NVP leadership meeting. We go every January. So we're actually supposed to be there right now. Thanks to travel restrictions that we weren't sure about. We postponed it to August, but, um, it was my first Maui trip. And I just remember like walking up to the hotel and I had my boys with me and my husband and they like gave us a lay and like, oh checked us in and gave us like a little champagne and I was just like oh my gosh like I feel like I've made it to like the <laughs> yeah. place in my business that like everyone is like everyone is pushing towards you know and what I had envisioned in my head of like wow when I step off the plane and I'm in Maui and then all of a sudden I was like you know getting the kids off the plane and it was all crazy and like hustle bustle and then I like get there and I was like oh my gosh I'm here like wow. I made it Wow. That's crazy. That's so cool. What a beautiful imagery, like of getting the lay and the, getting the champagne and just being like, I worked so hard for this and I'm so proud of myself. Yeah. yeah. So good. So good. So good. Thanks for sharing, Hillary. That was a really fun power hour.
Woo, that was exciting. I hope you are feeling energized like I am. Let's go ahead and get back to our regularly scheduled events. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your story where you transitioned from being a teacher to launching your Arbonne business and um, yeah, just like, I guess, how did that happen? What, what shifted? Yeah. So um, I, like I already shared, I never saw myself being an entrepreneur. I never saw myself building a business. Um, I actually went to school for, my major was early childhood early childhood development. So, um, and we focused on child and family development. I went to San Diego state. I absolutely loved my program. And I remember while I was in my program, I had no idea. I thought about teaching, but I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do right after college. And when people would ask me, Oh, what's your major? And I would say, Oh, child and family development. And they're like, Oh, that's so cool. What do you want to do? And I'd be like, I want to be a wife and a mom, like straight up. I want to be a wife and a mom. And my husband and I, we had been together since we were 14. Um, we got married really young at the age of 20. And we, um, after we, we were married for about five years, we both, we were committed to finishing school and, um, you know, all of that. But so basically, um, you know, after about five years of marriage and after I had finally decided I should probably just get my credential and teach, you know, teach kindergarten because there's not a lot of money to be made teaching like preschool. And I didn't want to do social work necessarily. And so, um, ended up getting my credential, getting a job teaching, fell in love with teaching, but you know, there was obviously it's, it's limitations for me, like waking up every day and going to the same <laughs> place every day. And it's like, as a teacher, you have the same, you have the same curriculum and you're like, okay, so it's August. Let's, let's do the August thing. Like, and it just felt so repetitive. And I was just like, Oh gosh, like you're living for summer. You're living for winter break. Mm. You're living for, you know, the weekend still just like any other career or, you know, someone who works corporate. That's kind of how I felt. And so, um, when I actually, I five years into marriage, two years into teaching, um, I, we were pregnant with our first baby and we were so excited. And like I shared, I always wanted to be a mom. And then all of a sudden I am about to have a baby and looking at the future and looking at, okay, what the heck are we going to do? Like, I, I knew I wanted to be present and be home with my baby. And I never pictured being a full-time working mom and having my baby in full-time daycare, even though there's so many mamas out there that like freaking rock the corporate world and their kids are like, they love daycare and it's like amazing. I just like, for me personally, I was like, I just want to be home. Like I want to be home, but we got married really young. We both, we put ourselves through college. We had tons of student loan debt, credit card debt, like car payments, um, basically bills piled up every month. And even though we both had decent, you know, full-time jobs, we were still just barely making ends meet here in San Diego. We were renting in a, like a townhome at the time. Um, I just thought like, okay, this is not the life that I want. Like, I don't want to go back to work full time, but there's no way financially I can walk away from my job and be a stay at home mom full time. There's no way. And so I was like, okay, I guess I got to go back to work. There's no other option really. Um, and as I was getting closer and closer to my maternity leave, kind of panicking and like, what am I going to do? Like I'm setting up the nursery for the baby and just imagining like, okay, 12 weeks after I have him, like I'm back at work full time. Like I just can't even, I just, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do that. But we had crunch numbers and we were like, yeah, there's no effing way. Like I can't stay, I can't stay home full time. So uh, basically my good friend uh, from church, actually, she 
randomly sent me a message and she said, Hey, I just started an Arbonne business and, um, I'm just looking to like get some practice sharing these products. I love them. I wanted to do some facial parties with my friends. Would you be down to host, you know, get together with, um, just some of your friends so we can try the products. And so maybe you're listening and you're like, Oh, I've gotten one of those texts from my friends before of like <laughs> trying to, you know, share their, their, their product and, um, their network marketing company. Um, just know, like if someone's ever shared that with you, like, Oh, count it as like a compliment and a blessing because that text literally changed my life. Um, I was like, sure. Like I'll host a facial party for you. That's fine. I don't know who to invite because I don't know if anyone would think that was weird, but I guess I'll like force my sisters to come over and <laughs> be facial. So, um, that night tried the products. I was seven months pregnant. I was about to go on my maternity leave like a month later. Um, and I heard more about Arbon, heard more about the products and, just the ingredient standards of the products and how they're non-toxic, vegan, cruelty-free, all of that. And, and I heard more about the business. And she said, she asked a question that like literally changed my life. And honestly, I asked this to everyone, my friends, people who have nothing to do with my business. I always ask people, you know, if you keep doing what you're doing right now, where will you be in five years? And are you totally okay with that? Or in five years, do you have some kind of five-year plan? Do you have a vision of where you want to be in five years? And do you need to make a change in order to get there? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I was, I was sitting there listening to this business opportunity that you could actually work from home. You could build it alongside, you know, whatever lifestyle you have, whether you work full time, whether you are a mom and, um, or you're a college student, whatever, but you could work it on your own time, just like whenever it fits in for you. And it's basically an effort-based business. So the more you, you know, the more effort you put in, the more you can get out of it and nothing's guaranteed in our business. You know, there's, um, results vary and, um, you can find what's typical actually at earnings.arbon.com. I always want to make sure I disclaim that here, but, um, but yeah, so basically I, I, that night, like just saw the vision. I was like, okay, so in five years, I don't want to be working full-time still, which I, I still will be because nothing's going to change dramatically with our income or anything like that. Um, I want to be buying a house. Like I want to be out of debt and I want to be going on vacations with my, with my family. And we're going to have this baby, but in five years, we'll probably have another one. And am I still going to like be in the same place and mm. still be working full-time? And yeah, I loved my job, but I didn't necessarily want to be teaching, you know, 30 other kids while my kids were being taught by someone else and not at home with me. So, um, that was why I jumped in and I was just like, you know, I have literally no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea. The first thing about sales, um, had never done anything like this. Didn't know what my friends were going to think, had no idea if my family would support me, but I was like, I'm doing this because my why and like my vision for what I wanted for my life was more important to me than, you know, what my colleagues at school thought of me for leaving my teaching job and starting my business. So that was kind of like where that happened, how that started. Um, I jumped in and basically never looked back. And, um, I can say now, like now as after I promoted to the top level and have also helped, um, three other girls under in my success line that have also promoted to the top with me. And, um, now I can confidently say like, there was, there was three years of hustle for sure. Like three years of hustle where obviously I was home with my babies. I was working during nap time, working when they went to bed, working after my husband got off work, like, you know, sacrificing some things here and there saying no to some things, which was hard for me. Um, but, <laughs> seven and you, you was know, like, no, I'm like, God, oh, don't make me say no, just don't invite me anymore. Um, <laughs> but you know, there were times where I, I did put in a lot of work, but now, um, I'm just so grateful that I did. I'm so grateful for, you know, jumping in and, and building it when I could. 
because of the way my life looks now and just so grateful for that. Wow. That's really cool. Wait, so how many years ago was that, that you started? Okay. So that was, so next month in February, it'll be four years. Four years. Okay, cool. So like the five-year thing is like coming full circle here soon where you're like, oh, my life is drastically different five years later than it could have been. Exactly. That's so cool. Hey there. You may already know my story from thinking that my life wasn't very valuable or have much purpose to transitioning to the belief that I am valuable and my life was created for a purpose. And then starting to finally pursue my biggest dreams. And I have a feeling you might be on a similar path, that you're wanting to fully believe in yourself and your quote-unquote crazy dreams and have the confidence it takes to audaciously pursue those dreams. So if you're listening right now and thinking, yes, Janelle, that is 100% me, then I have something special for you. You see, I still remember the days where I cared way too much about what other people thought of me and was filled with uncertainty around what I was and wasn't capable of doing with my life. And looking back, I am certain that there is one thing that I wish I had known all this time. I want to share it with you to help you make the transition from caring way too much about other people's opinion of you to becoming a free bird, fully allowing yourself to pursue what you want. So I've created a free resource that lays out the number one thing that's getting in the way of you having that unshakable confidence and how to overcome it. If you're ready to commit to your personal growth and get real honest with yourself, go to nextlevelconfident.com forward slash confidence muscle and grab this free resource. So I can imagine that there's probably some people right now who are like starting to be like triggered because I think, you know, speaking for myself and and probably a lot of other people, most people have probably had a bad experience with someone who's like reached out to them about something with network marketing and, and like has been super salesy or super pushy or super freaking annoying. Or like I have been called by people I haven't talked to in years and they try to pretend like they're my best friend and they're like, we should hang out. And you're like, did you join a network marketing company? And they're oh like, Oh my god! No, 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 no. This actually, this literally happened to me. I'm like, I actually just need to tell this story. Okay. In high school, no, 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 it was in college. It was like my junior year of college. I had got a call from this guy who I used to be on a track, the track team with. And we were like lightly friends in track in high school. And he calls and he's like, how are you? I miss you and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm good. Like we haven't talked to him three or four years. Like, why are you calling me right now? (laughs) I'm so confused. And then he was like, we should hang out. I want to invite you to this thing. I can't tell you what it is, but I want to invite you. And I'm like, I'm like, did you join network marketing? And he goes, no, 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 no. And I go, oh, okay. And I go, well, what are you going to invite me to? And then he goes, yeah, I, I, I joined a multi-level marketing company. I'm like, yeah, I, I figured I'm not interested. Like the way you just did that. So sleazy. So anyway, I feel like I've had some really bad experiences personally. And so I have been like learning to be more open to network marketing because I get that it's like, I read Robert Kiyosaki's, um, business of the 21st century. Yeah. Um, so for anyone listening, totally check out that book. It's a super quick read. It's like I don't know. I think it's like a two hour YouTube video, actually, if you want to listen to it on YouTube, but it's like a 50 page read, which I can do, which is great. Um, (laughs) but I read that book and I was like, Oh my gosh. And it's all about network marketing and like the power of it. And it's like freaking genius. Right. But we've just had, at least I, I shouldn't speak for everyone listening, but I've had some bad experiences with people being like, 
so sleazy towards me that I like, I'm like, don't talk to me. So how have you like, A, I mean, help, help us like think through this and be like, how have you been different than that? Cause you are obviously not sleazy and annoying and like, like making me feel weird, you know? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I have like full body chills, like ugh, ugh, cringy. Like yes. I can't even hear that because that just like makes me so like annoyed that people in my profession that I am like so proud of and so excited about and love sharing with people that people are like that bad. It's like, it's (laughs) like full body chills. It like drives me absolutely insane. Um, so I think that like from the get go for me, I was fully aware of the stigma of network marketing. I was fully like aware of like that people are like, Oh, one of those things are like, Oh, isn't that a pyramid scheme or whatever. And, um, like I said, for me personally, the life that I wanted and like the, the, I don't know, the life that I wanted to build for my family, I knew that like, this was a way that I could actually have flexibility where I could work from home, where I could, um, not only, you know, be able to be present with my baby, but also be able to like have something that was mine that I was growing and working towards. And so for me, like right away, I was like, okay, I know how like annoying some people can be about it and weird. And like, you know, you join this network marketing company and all of a sudden you show up as this like totally different person on social media. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, like, uh, I don't know. Like you, we all know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. So I was fully aware of that. And so I think like from the get go, I was like, I'm going to do it different, like, and not necessarily reinvent the wheel as far as like my system and how I went about, um, working my business, but just like relationally, like I was not going to do that. I was not going to make my friends feel uncomfortable. I was not going to make my family feel uncomfortable if I was like, you know, talking to them about it. And so, um, and actually I've had multiple people, multiple friends, people that I meet, you know, for the first time, whatever people from church, whatever, everyone's like, you like, just, you approach it so different than anyone I've ever, anyone that I've ever heard. And like anyone I've ever talked to. And, um, and, and, you know, I've had people even like uh, my, the past church that I went to, um, we go to a different church now because my husband ended up getting a job as a youth pastor at this new church. So we switched churches. Um, but even at my old church, it was like, oh, you do network marketing. Oh, okay. So we need to have like a meeting with you and make sure that you're not like, you know, weird about it and cause problems in our congregation. And I was like, yeah. whoa, like, <laughs> what? Like, but then we ended up like, we ended up not meeting for whatever reason. But then like a year later, after I'd already built my business, I promoted to the VP level. I was like driving the Mercedes that comes with, you know, Arbonne gives you a VP success award when you get to a certain level where you get essentially a cash earnings each month in your paycheck to pay for your Mercedes. So I like already had earned my Mercedes and they were like, okay, we just had to tell you, like, we love the way you work your business. Your business Mm -hmm. is awesome. You're, you know, there, there has never been an issue. You've never made anyone feel uncomfortable. You've never been pushy towards anyone. And so I think for me, the biggest thing, which goes against some weird type of network marketing training that is out there, I have no idea where it comes from. But for me, being upfront, being real and being authentic, I think is number one. So mm. um, I've had those messages too, where it's like, oh, like, let's hang out. And I'm kind of like, uh, like, okay, you definitely join network marketing because I'm in network marketing and I know <laughs> that that's what some people do. Ugh. But anyways, so for me, I'm always super upfront. And I just say, like, if I, if I genuinely am, you know, I, I, I'm talking to someone and I never, first of all, just like ask anyone and everyone to do to like do Arbon with me or work, work this business or buy products for me, it's all about, okay, if I'm talking to someone and they, they share something that's like a need that I can see that they have a need for something, 
And if Arbonne is something that could possibly potentially fill that need, then like, of course I'm going to share about it. If you, if you had, you know, this, like, uh, this is random. I'm looking at this, like face cream that's on my dresser right there. But if you had this like awesome new face cream that you're like, this is working so good. And it's like helping with my eczema. It's helping with like, you know, my skin to not feel irritated during these like dry winter months, whatever. And then you're talking to someone and they're like, Oh my gosh, my skin is so dry. Like, I don't know what to do. You'd be like, Oh my gosh, girl, I have this new skin cream. I'm obsessed here. Try it. Like, and that's, that's basically like what I do with Arbonne essentially. And yes, I'm getting paid for it. And like, people are getting paid for recommending products all the time. Like right. you have influencers on social media that they get sent, you know, a box of product and if they post about it and if based on the recommendation, someone buys it, then they earn a commission or they, right. you know, if they post their discount code, they're going to earn a commission. It's social selling is just a way of this world right now. That's like the way people are earning money from home and so many people are building businesses and earning money from home these days. So it's no different than that. I think that like the thing that makes people have a weird, um, I don't know, like connotation or whatever with, with Arbonne and with multi-level marketing is the whole like, um, multi-level aspect of it. And they think immediately like, Oh, pyramid scheme. Um, which that's what I thought too, to be honest, I was like, Oh, pyramid scheme. But I didn't know what I was saying when I was saying pyramid scheme. I was just <laughs> like, yeah, that's the word, right? Like that's what it is. But, um, but basically, you know, a pyramid scheme is something where you're buying into something that has no products. You're buying into like mentorship and like leadership and you're basically like investing and buying into something with no legitimate product exchange or product sale. So Arbonne, literally that's what we do is we sell products. It is no different than, you know, sharing a discount code on your Instagram or, um, you know, being like a uh, like a uh, sales rep at the mat counter. And when someone buys product from you, you get a commission. Like it's the same type of thing. It's just in network marketing, it's word of mouth advertising. So it's like through social media or through, you know, face-to-face interaction, whatever. Um, but then you're also able to not only share the products, but share the business opportunity. And that's where I think people get like, wait, what? Like, okay, so you're making money off of like other people's like sales, but it was funny because actually over Christmas, I actually bought my husband a truck. Like I surprised him for Christmas, gave him the keys on Christmas day. It was like oh, that's literally awesome. a commercial. It's freaking hilarious. But, um, I was, I was talking with the finance guy who was, who I was signing the papers and he's like, okay, so you're here. Like, okay, wait, so what do you do? And I was like, oh, I do Arbonne. And I'm like an independent consultant. And he's like looking, he's like, okay, well, I need to see bank statements, like to verify like this income. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> here. like, and he's like, okay, wait, how long have you been doing this? Like, okay, wait. And he's asking me all these questions about it. And I was just laughing because he was like, whoa, like I, I, this is crazy. Like I, your story is really cool that you've built something like this in, in under four years. And, and then he was like, he was talking about like how his, his manager and his sales team and all this stuff. And I thought like, and I literally told him, I was like, Network marketing is no different than like a car salesman that has, you know, like a team of people where they're training their guys. And if they're guys, if they sell a car and then like this person gets a percentage of it or a real estate agent that builds right. like a, a real estate team. And, you know, you're teaching people, you're getting them connected with clients. You're, you're pouring into them. You're helping them, mentoring them, getting them plugged in, like helping them expand their network. And then they sell a house, you get a commission. Like it's literally no, even insurance sales. Like it's the same exact thing. Right. It's right. the same exact thing. And the more people that you're helping be successful, the more people that you're giving a job to and teaching them how to do their job well, then the more successful you're going to be. And 
I think like with, um, with network marketing and going about it in like a non-salesy way, I just, I just see it as like, this is something I love. This is something I'm passionate about. I share about my life on my social media. I always have, I share about my family and my, you know, my husband and I share about healthy living and I share about all the things that like I love. And I also share about my business because it's a huge part of my life. But before my business, I was sharing about teaching. I was sharing about, you know, my my colleagues and I like out on happy hour or, you know, this art project that we were doing in class. And like, I always have shared all parts of my life. So I think like in terms of social, social media, like just sharing it as part of your life, not changing yourself to like fit what you think is this mold of like Mm. a salesperson in network marketing, just being yourself and adding value to your audience the same way that you would and showing up every day and not everything should be about your business, you know? And then when I'm interacting with people and I'm asking them to take a look at, at my products or the business that I have, I'm so straight up. I'm so authentic and real. I am so honest. And I'm like, okay, you might think I'm actually crazy. And you probably are like, no, like definitely no, this is not a fit for me, but like (laughs) everything about you, you would be so good at this. And I, I say that because I've helped a lot of people be successful in this business. And you have all the qualities that I feel like would be a total rock star at this. You can say no, and it totally might not be a fit for you, but would you just be down to get the info here an overview of what I'm doing? That way you can at least know what you're saying yes or no to, and you can make a decision if this is the right fit for you. That is how I've always worked my business. That is how I've always shared this opportunity is like, okay, you're going to think I'm crazy, but you would actually be so good at this. And it's so fun. And like the community of like the women that I've gotten to meet and the leadership that I've been able to get has been so life-changing, so life-changing that anyone that I love and anyone that I think is like amazing and someone that I would want to do life with, I want to share this with, but I'm not going to like go about it in a weird way. And that is a huge thing for my team and my company in general. Like we are all about like, Hey, okay, I really want to share what I'm doing with my business. You know, there's no obligation to buy anything or like do anything with the information, but I'm just looking to practice and and, like just share the, especially if you're new, right? You're not going to like pretend like you're some expert and be like, okay, I'm going to like, you know, share. It's like, Hey, I just started this thing. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I need to practice sharing about this business. Can you meet with me for coffee? I'll treat you to coffee. And, you know, and then I promise I won't ever like ask you again to like do anything (laughs) for me, but that's like how I've always approached it. And, and then now like it's all duplication. So what I teach my girls, like they, they, that's what they do. And then that's what they teach their team to do. And then when you have you know, someone like my, I have a girl who is directly direct to me. So basically like I personally signed her up to be a consultant with Arvon. So she's, you know, under me, which people are like, Oh, that's like, you know, whatever. Right. Um, she now, so we've been in, she's been in business like a year less than I have. Um, she actually lives in Vancouver, Canada. We met on Instagram. I reached out to her because I was like, you'd be awesome at this. Would you take a look? And, um, she was like, okay, sure. Um, so she did, she now makes more money than me because she is a freaking like baller and she crushes it and she has two babies and just like me, but like this last year, I feel like I've been really focusing on like when I had my second baby and we, we just built a house. And so I was focusing on a lot of different things and she's out there like hustling. She's like one of those people that like thrives working all the time and (laughs) she like, doesn't, she isn't like, she's a three. Yes. She is a three for sure. But, um, but yeah, so she makes, she makes literally a lot more money than me. There's no like cap on what you can make in this business. There's no like, Oh, you, you don't even have to work and you sign all these people up and, and then you make all the money. It's like, 
no, the only way that I make more money off of someone is if I actually help them be successful. And if I teach them how to do their job well, if they sign up, like, and there's no pressure to buy any products, there's no money investment that you have to make other than your registration fee, which is $49. There's no products you have to purchase every month at all. It's literally just the products you want to buy because they're awesome, like buy them and buy whatever you want from there. We just sell, we sell our products, we share our brand, we teach people about the business. And then now like she's literally, she was living in her parents' basement suite um, in Vancouver, Canada with her husband and her two babies. Now they bought a home, like they paid off her parents' debt, like all these things. And now she has helped two other people reach the top of the company too. And so it's like, when I'm reaching out to someone and I'm like, girl, you'd be good at, I think you'd love, it's not because I'm like trying to get you. It's like, (laughs) I have found something that is so life-changing and amazing. And I think you'd be great. Like, if not, whatever, like, I don't right. take it or leave it. Yeah. There's no pressure. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I love how passionate you are. And like, I'm sure people listening right now are either like, a, maybe like, sign me up. Wait, I want in on this. <laughs> um, or maybe they're just like, you know what? It's not my thing, but maybe it's helping them have a more understanding for some of their friends or some of their family members who maybe have entered into a network marketing and maybe have done it incorrectly. And they're like, oh, okay. So it's not network marketing itself that is like sleazy or network marketing itself. That's some horrible thing. In fact, Hillary's making it sound really freaking awesome. So it's actually pretty cool. And it can actually provide a lot of financial freedom and time freedom and just a lot of opportunities. If you're, you know, of course it's not a get rich quick thing. It's like a, you still got to put in the time and the energy and and the, um, you know, the work. Um, but like, I I think it's at least, you know, at the very, very least this conversation is helping people be like, Oh, well, what's possible for my life? Like, you know, maybe, maybe it is something with network marketing because there's a lots of different products out there with network marketing. So like whether you're into what Arbonne offers or if you're into, you know, like the King and water machine that you guys have probably seen on my social media, that, that is a network marketing company. You sell the water machines, you know, you got to find something you're passionate about selling. Or if you're starting a business, just like any entrepreneur, you got to be passionate. Like you said, this is the very first thing. What is your why? And if you're not, if you don't have a clear why, and if you don't believe in the thing you're selling, you're probably not going to be able to sell it very well, you know, but if you actually use products and you're like, oh, these are great products, then you're going to enjoy sharing them with family and friends. Like you said, you're solving a problem, you know, you're solving something you're hearing someone talk about. And so I just feel like you've done a really good job, like opening people's eyes, which is so, so cool to network marketing and just opening their eyes to like, well, what is my vision? And the question you asked about the five-year thing, you know, I think everyone listening, ask yourself that. So maybe that means making a change and and doing something with network marketing. Maybe it means making a change and starting an entrepreneurial venture. Maybe it means just like knowing where you're heading within your corporation, if that's where you, if that's where you are, like, but just be willing to question your life path. I think that's like, that's the number one thing I I'm hearing you say is like continually to like get clear on your vision and pursue that all out. And that's what you've done. And it's really inspiring, Hillary. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Well, in wrapping up this podcast, I'd love to know what is one thing, like if you could urge every listener to, to walk away from this podcast and take action on one specific item, what would it be? Write out your vision. Um, Rachel Hollis says, write out your vision for 10 years um, of like the person, if you were your highest and best self in 10 years, what would that person look like? What car would you be driving? What people would you be surrounding yourself with? What food would you be eating? Um, you know, where would you be living? How would you be, I don't know, like your mindset about, about things, 
what is that highest and best self? And what is that person doing in 10 years? And then from there, you look at your 10 dreams. So if these 10 dreams were to be, you know, accomplished and if these 10 dreams were to happen, then in 10 years, my life would look this way. So, okay, break it down into 10, 10 dreams. And then from there, break it down even further to what's your one goal. And Rachel Hollis says, like, you can only focus on one thing really well at a time. So if you're like, okay, I want to, it's, it's new year's, right? Like it's a brand new year. So a lot of us are like, okay, I want to eat healthier. I want to read my Bible more. I want to like <laughs> yeah. you know, work out every single day. And I want to like, you know, grow my business. And I want to like, you know, get a new job or promote in my, in my, in my company, whatever it is. Um, and you have all these like amazing, great plans and resolutions, if you will. Um, and those can be like your, your 10 dreams, like break it up like that. But then what's your one goal? that you can focus on for the next 30 days to make sure that like you're working towards one of those dreams to then in 10 years, moving yourself towards that heights and best self. So, um, and she says, make it so small. So like one of the things I did a couple months ago was I said, okay, for 30 days, I'm going to clean out my car every time I get out of it because yes. when I'm getting in the car, I have the babies and the diaper bag and all the stuff and the snack bag and whatever. And then it's like, I can somehow manage to get it all in. But then when it's on the way out, I'm like, I just, I don't have enough hands. I, I can't do it. And I can't take more <laughs> trips because inside by themselves and right. making all these excuses. And the way you do one thing is going to be how you do everything. And so it spills out into everything. And so because I was like having the discipline to clean out my car, it was like, and then I would be like making my shake. And instead of like sticking the blender cup in the sink and whatever, I was like washing it out and like putting it on the drying rack. And then instead of like putting my clothes on the floor after I would change, I would hang it up and then like all the things. And then I'm like, I should like, you know, I should get up earlier and all, everything started changing from that one goal of mm. a 30 day goal. So w whatever it is, like, that's like the silliest example, but I literally did that and it was awesome. So, and then now it's been a couple months since then. And I, I still can't leave things in the car. Like I it's just, a habit. It yeah. Habit. 30 so, days, it becomes a habit. Exactly. So focus on that one goal that you can work on because we can say, you know, Oh, have vision for your life, have all these dreams, but like what are the action steps? I think that that like one goal is so huge. Yeah. And like, it's really easy to want to take action on five to 10 things all at once, but then we, you know, often fail on all of them because you just can't do that much at once. So it'd be better to do something all in for 30 days, or maybe it's, you know, 60 days, maybe it takes longer for that one habit to, to really formulate, but then just think that, and then it becomes this habit then you can start the next one and 60 days after that or whatever, or 30 days oh, wow. after that. And it's cool that you mentioned the 10, 10, one as Rachel Hollis calls it. Cause that's actually how I started my podcast a little over a year ago was because of the 10, 10, one. I wrote out like who I was in 10 years. And I like said, I had one of the number one, you know, top hit podcasts. And then I wrote out the 10 things. And one of the top things was start a podcast. And then what was my one? It was to start the podcast. And that's how we're here today. So I love that you mentioned that. And like, it really does work to pick one thing, just one. So very cool. Hillary, thank you so much for being on the show. You're incredible. I really, really appreciate you being here. And I'm so, I'm inspired right now. I'm motivated. I'm like, I can't wait to get off this and just go attack my next thing. Cause I'm like, I feel so good. So thank you so much for that. Yes, girl. It was so fun being on. Thank you so much for inviting me. You are so welcome.